Welcome in to the American Soccer Show, where this week we have two, not one, two episodes of the American Soccer Show for you. Eric Alcantar here with Evan McConnell, joined by a special guest here in just a few minutes. But to give you an idea of what we're doing from now on, or at least what we want to start doing, is cutting these things about in half so that if you want to listen to just the European stuff, you can do that much more easily. And if you want to listen to just the U.S. stuff, you can also do that just as easily. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, you you want to listen to all of it. You want to listen to all of it, of course. So before we get going uh, with anything too important. We do need to congratulate Juventus on winning Serie A and the Coppa Italia. We don't need to congratulate. Well, we don't have to. We don't. We, we choose to. Uh, they hey, it came down to the line for like the first time in like six years. Like Napoli had a chance until they butchered it at the very end. I was kind of hoping Juve would lose this weekend so that we could get to the scenario where the tiebreaker was like seventeen goal difference, and they would still win. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, they're still like the best team in Italy, but. There's there's reason to think that that's kind of falling apart. I mean, I so I as much as I hate to do this, Antonio Conte built a great thing at Juventus. He has a chance to do that at Chelsea. I don't think he will. But um, mass, I mean, Milan fans will tell you won't you know talk to a Milan fan. They're not going to give you high praise of Massimiliano Allegri. So I mean, they're trying to replace guys like Bonucci. Like I mean, trying to get even when Marchisio was hurt. They're bringing in guys like Matuidi, like Benatia, who are decent players, but they're not, I don't think they're the same Juventus caliber. You know I mean? They're, still, they're stuck with Stefan Licksteiner playing right back. And, stuck? Uh, he, he destroyed Spurs. Yeah, I know, but he should, like, he's just a hardworking player. Like, he was like Juventus, like, 2012. The guy's, like, slowing down. He's in his 30s, but he's motivated more than some of the guys are bringing in now. Andrea Barzali's, what, like, 37 and still chugging, like... But the problem is he's a better option than some of the guys they're bringing in. I guess we'll see how that plays out in the future. There is a rumor out there, a very nasty one, that includes uh, their man- Napoli's manager, Sarri, leaving for Chelsea. I and feel about that. I'm, I don't understand why everyone wants him. They're like, oh, he's going to play attacking soccer. Well, guess what? You know what happens when you play attacking soccer? He's gonna get, he'll get fired within a year. You know why? Because they'll concede too many goals, and he'll have exactly what happened to, him at, uh, what happened to Klopp at Liverpool. Except the difference is, Klopp at Liverpool would get fired at Chelsea. You know why? Because they don't have any patience with these people. Klopp, Klopp would never have players. Klopp would, Klopp would never have been able to build what he did at Liverpool at Chelsea because he would have gotten thrown out when they were uh, giving up two goal leads every game. I mean, do you think Conte is going to be thrown out? I hope not, not. Not making Champions League? He'll be fine. He better be fine. I'm tired of this. Is, I mean, so, I mean, they got to give him a chance. What? No, I he wins the that. league and then he doesn't win the league and now we need to throw him out. How, who, how many managers are going to keep coming in and out? After winning the league. And yeah, then, and then after leaving. No, after I'm getting with you on that, but there, there has been the kind of like reports of the internal strife with him and the rest of the, the rest of the front office. Things like saying he needs more players. I mean, that he can't does. go over well with the players. He, he does. He, well, it doesn't go over well with them. But you know what they should do if they if they don't like it? Maybe they should play better. Okay, that's fair. However, they're probably not going to play better when they hear that. They might. Maybe some of them get motivated and say, "Oh, he's trying to replace me." Like uh, Takayoko. It worked, it worked but, real well with Victor Moses. He had the worst season I can remember in a long time. Yeah, but that's one year after being praised as potentially one of the best right wing backs in the league or fullbacks. Yeah. Well, this seems like a good a time as any to bring on our guest, noted Manchester United fan, <laughs> and uh, for full disclosure, my cousin, Juan Soto, who is here to talk to us about the FA Cup final this Saturday, that Chelsea will win, and maybe if this is the end, Antonio Conte can at least go out a winner. So you're saying it could be the end. 
I, I, look, I, you never know at Chelsea. That's the one thing I have to be honest about. I, you do never know. It's definitely over. Um, the thing about this final, we just talked about how Conte built something up with Juventus. Who built up the Chelsea squad? Mourinho. Who knows the ins and outs of the squad? Mourinho. And I feel like this is a, definitely a grudge game for him. Definitely something to prove for United and the squad. It's a good chance for the guys who are heading into the World Cup spot soon to uh, establish their, their dominance in the spots like Pogba. Jesse Lingard can fit into that starting 11. Um, Rashford needs to prove something to in, in case Lukaku can't play. So it should be a, it should be a good game. Uh, we just said Chelsea's going to win, but I don't think so. I think it'll be 2-1 United. Close, but um, this is Conte's goodbye. I hope not. Um, I get tired of firing these managers, not just because it's it gets tiring having to you know embrace another guy, but everyone has the same kind of issue. They're like, oh, but he does, he clearly has lost the players. And it, it, I just at some point, when are we going to start blaming the players for constantly going? Some of these players were around during the Mourinho thing, and the same thing happened. They they lost the players. You know, they're losing me. <laughs> they're losing me as a fan sometimes because I see them go out there and they look they look finished. They look completely. They get scored on, and everybody acts like the world has just ended. And then they, they you know, they they attack for 30, 40 minutes, and then there's the the people that are like, oh, he he intentionally sabotaged the squad by not putting Hazard and Giroud in there against Huddersfield. I'd like to remind people that everybody was killing him for not using Willian, and Willian started that game, didn't do anything. He started Pedro, somebody who was supposed to be able, I would think, to do something against Huddersfield, didn't do anything. He started his record signing striker, who didn't do much in that game. They, they look like they're out of ideas, and I don't know how much you can put that on the players as much as the coach with creating a game plan and creating tactics, if you know what I mean. Sure, Murata has got to finish, but how much burden is on Hazard's shoulders to just do everything for this team? Um, a lot, because they rely on him to do everything, and sometimes it worries me that someday he might turn around and be like, listen, guys, I don't get paid enough to do this. He's paid a pretty penny. Who, uh, Hazard? Hazard. So he's going to be like, I don't get paid enough to do this. Uh, you know, maybe I'll go somewhere else for my life. I get paid just as much and don't have to do as much. I think Hazard's time, he's, I think he's been found out a little bit. You know, that uh, that Barcelona game. Courtois, Hazard, that, that really, that game, um, it was really telling for me. Hazard was, what, the best player in the Premier League two seasons ago, was it? Two seasons, one season ago when they won? Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, um, he was a big part of both the championships. But he's looked... He's like lost, completely lost this year. Um, William has been the best player for Chelsea, but I think the the system got found out. So we had that, you know, it was a, the three five two came back, and it was all the rage. And Conte was a tactical genius, but this year it hasn't worked. And well, the players are still there. So what's changed? That's the big question. I think what's changed is it just the players, like uh, like Eric saying, or is it a tactical formation thing? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think Chelsea needs refreshing, but I think they need new ideas. Uh, I'm kind of with you on that, but to some extent it is the players. Losing a guy like Diego Costa, you got to replace him. Right. And you try to replace him with Morata, everyone thinks, oh, this, this could work. You know, right. And looking back, it didn't. It's easier now to say that, that yeah. he was too hard to replace. Uh, I know not everyone's a fan of Nemanja Matic. But he does an important role back there. Sometimes he can. Sometimes he can be just go missing. Trust me, we're big fans of Nemanja Matic over here. The big fans. Okay. So, so you know that that's a pretty yeah. big loss, and to replace him with Tien the guy Lune that never loses the ball, the guy, the 
The guy that never loses hey, the ball. Hey, hey, he's playing that? better lately. He's, his last couple of games have shown that he's clearly found something. Hopefully, please. What, what did he find? Like a nickel on the ground? He <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He he's playing better. I think he's he's finally starting to figure out himself as a player in the Premier League. It's gonna take. He's a young player. Conte didn't want to sell Matic. He didn't want to sell Matic. Yeah, no, that's right. And, it was and the front the, office. The, the front office offload. sold him. Like Bakayoko was supposed to be playing behind Matic this whole season, and that would have worked out perfectly because Bakayoko destroying, like, you know, uh, championship sides in the EFL Cup would have been great. I have to interject here. Bakayoko's a young player who needs to develop in the Premier League, but Pogba isn't? Paul Pogba wasn't. Uh, last I checked... Bakayoko wasn't bought for over $100 million. That, what does that matter now? We got players going in for 160 140. It matters a lot. <laughs> what did Dembele do with Barcelona this year? Mm, does he need to develop? Dembele yeah. was hurt for a decent amount of the year. Exactly. Yeah. What has he done? I mean, he scored a couple of nice goals, I think, two weeks ago. But aside from that, he's been largely what we could we consider a flop, right, for the money for the money he was spent for. So I, No, I don't think so. You don't think Dembele was a flop for Barcelona? N- no, he's he's been... A, the starting right winger. You know, I would consider a flop that, in a certain regard, would be uh, Neymar. Did he like? He didn't really. Live Neymar up. was Neymar was like named the player of the year for PSG. And he up to the point he no, got no, no, hurt I mean for Barcelona. Oh, for I mean they won for the Barcelona. Champions League with him. What do you? What else do you want? But they they weren't as they weren't as dominant with Neymar because so much of the play went through him. With right. Them now, the play can go through the person it should be going through. Messi now. The, that was the problem with bringing guys like a guy like Suarez and Neymar is mm-hmm. Messi suddenly isn't your talisman anymore. Neymar yeah. was the guy who they gave the ball to to do something on his own. It should be Messi. So clearly this is why Barcelona needs Griezmann, by the way. Uh, hold on. Another guy who can just do it on his own. Yeah, but he's like he's more of an unselfish player, I think, who's going to make runs. And he he won't be there. That's the difference. Griezmann's definitely yeah, Griezmann is not going but to like, well, He's saying well, the same thing about Coutinho. He? Like, he's supposed to be Iniesta's replacement, but yeah. they yeah. I think they're wholly different players. Um Back to the Premier League side of it, Pogba played in Champions League finals with right. Juventus. There's reason to think that he should be prepared to come in and step he's in. He's just going to say Bakayoko. Bakayoko in played in the semifinals of the Champions League. For Monaco. Right. It's a different level of yeah. It's a different level, no, buddy. No, uh, but his role at Monaco was stay, like make runs. When you get the ball, just release it. Get rid of it. Or stay in the back and just be a destroyer. Right, but Pogba with Pogba Juventus. Pogba was the creative outlet on that team. When Pirlo mm. was under pressure, Pogba was relied on to do things. He had a lot of freedom on the pitch. He had two big midfielders guarding him. He didn't have defensive responsibilities like he has with Mourinho. It was a completely different system. He That's the thing. Of def- if you're saying that any player in a Juventus team doesn't have a defensive responsibility. Well, obviously they have dispens- the defensive responsibilities. But what, any of defensive what I mean by that is was was in here when we play, when playing two men mids, sometimes three, uh, Mourinho asks... Pogba to come back a lot, and a lot of the time he doesn't let him create his his plays on the left side. Every time that Pogba gets a three-man midfield, against the weaker side usually, but he's had good games against the top teams, he looks like the Pogba from Juventus, but when he's playing on a two with Nemanja Matic, uh, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. Listen, I don't particularly think... I, I would probably categorize Baki Yoko as more of a flop, personally, yes. but I would also say that with good reason, Pogba has higher expectations coming in. I so, agree with that. I would like to point out Pogba is now 25. What's Bakayoko 23? Uh, yeah, that's two eight. That two, two years uh, is midfielders a long time. Usually, that's a they, long they, time to be there. No, I, I remember iron. two years ago, Pogba was just kind of developing into that role at Juventus. Right. He was becoming that main man. That said, I don't think that's going to happen to Bakayoko. Bakayoko. No. Pogba's shown flashes of talent on the ball mm-hmm. when he was a kid. 
when he was younger, he had the talent. It was composure, learning things, learning how to you know run a team at a top level. Bakayoko can barely string together a pass. Bakayoko, <laughs> Bakayoko, the problem with Bakayoko early on was that they kept trying to play him in a, in a two-man midfield, and he was he was also injured. He played in that Spurs game early in the season completely injured. He was barely able to go at all, but they didn't have any midfielders left, so he had to play. And then what ended up happening was because he kept playing hurt, I think it got worse as time went on, so that's why you didn't see him in the lineup for these last few weeks until it seems like he finally seems to have recovered. But his role in the two-man midfield is kind of the same thing as Pogba. You ask him to do things that he's just not comfortable doing. So he's a defender, so that works out fine for him. Having all that defensive responsibility works fine. But when you're asking him to create balls, early in the season he was making runs up the field and no, it would kill me every time he... He's a box-to-box kind of guy. He shouldn't be because he can't, he can't shoot. His touch is awful, and that's fine. No, it is, but like th- that's not exact. Like a box-to-box guy is more of a runner, right? Right. He's a guy who you shouldn't expect him to create. He will have to put together a couple passes in the final third. But he's also not N'Golo Kante, and you're saying... Nobody he, is. Okay, well, fine. He's also. I don't think he's Nemanja Matic, where you're saying, when he drifts away from our defense, now we're in trouble. Yes. He's, he's a guy who you say, we'd like to have him back there to support our defense, but make a run, get in the box, pull out a defender, and, oh, Alvaro Morata, now you have a one-on-one. Ooh, what happened? The thing about Chelsea is, with, <laughs> with, uh, with Bakayoko and his time in Monaco, Fabinho was the creative force in that midfield as a two-man mid. And Fabinho was the one that would get on the ball, and he started distributing to Mbappe, to Falcao, out of the wings, to Lamar. But here in Chelsea, we got two of the same players, Bakayoko and Kante. Kante obviously better, but that same mold, defensive mids. Um, their creative force is supposed to be Hazard, but he hasn't had a great season. Williams been having good times here and there, but aside from the Champions League games, uh, it just doesn't look pretty for Chelsea in the mid. Uh, Fabregas comes in. Doesn't do a whole lot. Nice passes here and there. But defensively, he's a he's weakness. So the thing about Pogba and why I like Pogba is you look in the next five years, who has the potential that Pogba has coming up? I don't see any midfielders there. I see wingers. I see attackers. But in that midfielder position, somebody that can carry a team, Pogba's the guy. You think he's right now... We'll say in his age bracket, give or take two years on either side or one year on either side, right. the best center midfielder? Absolutely. Without question. You can't. I, I don't see anybody coming up. There are nice players like Real Madrid that have, uh, uh, who is it? What's his name? Um, Ceballos, but he's barely played. Um, I think it would be unfair to give him the same Pogba expectations. No, but he came out of the, 21, uh, the, the UEFA 21 championship looking like a superstar, and he was playing in that role. Saul... Saul is one player that Listen, could that, be. But that happens to a lot of people. There, look yeah. at look. Bakayoko was a great player in the. Yeah. U- when U- are U- we going to stop hating on poor Bakayoko? Uh, I, I know I had a lot no, of no, bad things I, to I say. <laughs> I am the, I the wanna, poor guy. I don't want to look at him alone. Um, but there was. I remember when Pogba was playing at that level. Yes. He was. Uh, I was watching a game, and I for, I'm forgetting the name of the man he was next to. I'm pretty sure he plays at Valencia now. Uh. But. Um, he was another guy entered bottom for like forty million from guess who Monaco, mm-hmm. and ah uh, oh, this is this is gonna kill me trying to think of this uh, name. Kondogbia. Yes, Jeffrey Kondogbia. Thank yeah. you. He was probably higher rated than Bakayoko was. He yeah, came he was... into Inter for like forty million, yeah. and was an absolute flop. Now I'm pretty sure he's at Valencia, and he's found, you know, kind of finding the his ability now coming mm-hmm. back into it, but. It's. I don't think it's that uncommon to see guys, and they're all kind of similar builds. Yes. Between Kondogbia, Pogba, uh, Pogba Bakayoko, they're fast, they're strong. Yep. 
they generally want the ball at their feet and distribute maybe Bakayoko a little bit less, mm-hmm. uh, especially at a high level. But <laughs> I mean, like it's I don't I think would be I think it'd be unfair to say that Bakayoko is like a massive flop. No, I don't think so. I think uh, Eric's right. We have to give him time. But I just wanted to point out, you know, why do we give players time and others we want them to, uh, to develop and and shine right away? Is it just the price tag? It is the price yeah. tag. I think it really just comes. Here's the other thing, too. You know, you love to bring this up a lot, but the fact of the matter is there is something to be said about going to Manchester United and <laughs> being given the shirt and being told, you're the man now. Well, to be the man, you got to play like the man week in and week out. See, that's the thing. We have an identity crisis now. So who is the a lot man? Of teams do. We, we just signed Sanchez, and obviously he's a, he's a superstar. He's, he's probably our best player. But who is supposed to be the guy? Is it supposed to be Pogba? Is it supposed to be Sanchez? Are we signing well, that's Bale? Mar- that's the Mourinho way. There is uh, no guy. It's, yeah, it's, kind of I think if you ask me, I think the player of the season for, for United, aside from De Gea, play, actual player on the field, would well, be Matic. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me get his union rub. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. I mean, it's fair to say that De Gea has been their best player. Yeah, De Gea has been. been the best player, and he's the best goalie in the world. But I mean... Stringing passes, doing that the, the sort of labor. I think Matic has been the best player we had. When he hasn't played, we've looked pretty awful in there. What, um, they, what are they called, an island? I think Pogba's also gotten a little bit of a bad rap. The, the team's not as good with him. It helps when you have a guy like Ander Herrera yes. who comes in and is massively underrated hey. and yeah. can pull the strings in an almost equivalent way. Uh, it's a different way. Pog- it's a different way. He- Pog- Pogba's a different player than Herrera, but you, you're gonna get, you're still gonna get someone who's creative in the midfield and can move the ball forward. Yeah, um, he's more of a pit bull player, I would say. He, he's more of a workhorse. While Pogba's nonchalant at times, he holds the ball and he's doing these little flicks and tricks. Herrera's trying to play at a quick pace. Well, the thing is, Pogba looks nonchalant, but if you ever look at the players running after him, nothing <laughs> but nonchalant. yeah, yeah, that's for sure. The, the thing is, he's like a FIFA because player because he looks nonchalant. And because he is trying to do these fancy flicks and moves, when he loses it, he's you know on the back foot. He's, yeah. he, he's not ready, and the other team's counterattacking. Yeah. I'll be honest. It's I like the way he plays. I think he's a good player. I do agree that he is boosted up when he has guys, other guys in the mid, yeah. three-man midfield, for example, where he can kind of just drift away, mm-hmm. as opposed to when he's got to be the focal guy. But the thing is, he comes in and he has to be the focal guy. Yeah. That's kind of his burden right now. And he's not the first guy to come into Manchester United since Ferguson has left and been given that burden. That's true. I mean, there's been a lot of players who have given that. I mean, some of them come through. De Gea, when he came in, I'm sure you'd remember, was, yeah, it was dreadful. There's, there's a lot of questions about him in the air. I remember uh, not his, not his shot-stopping ability, but on crosses he was a liability at times. Yeah. My, how far we've come. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, some, yeah, see, He pulled through. Yeah. Um, I would say some of the guys who kind of came up when they were younger who are still there maybe don't get a lot of credit, like Phil Jones and Chris Smalling, maybe for good reason, but they've, you know, they had a lot of pressure coming in. They're still there. Yep. Um, but there's so many transfers in recent memories of guys who were supposed to come in and immediately be stars or future stars. Luke Shaw, is he ever going to get a chance to <sighs> no. play or is a 50-year-old actually Oh, he's done. done. I, I don't think Luke he should Shaw's be either. Um, you know, he looks overweight. He doesn't look he confident. Still run down anyone on the field. He's gonna have to do it for another team. I don't think Mourinho is. is I've heard like he him. has uh, attitude issues. Yeah, I you know I, I think it's that thing where, like you said, he was expected to be 
a, a young prospect who was going to shine on that side. But uh, I don't think he's on Mourinho's liking. I think it's very telling that Ashley Young, as a, as a converted left back, is playing. And he's even going on the England squad, I've seen. So um, I think we, we need refreshments there on the defense. I think Smalling is a liability. I think Jones, even though he's had a decent, decent season, I don't trust him back there. Valencia's he's ha- he has good moments. His cross is suspect. His defending suspect. I think United has overachieved in the season in terms of finishing second with the squad they have. If you look at the squad they have, dude, aside from De Gea, who starts on that Manchester City squad? Maybe I would argue that, and I know this might sound a bit sacrilege, but I would argue that he would rather have Ederson. Given his play style, <laughs> Ederson no. over De Gea. De Gea? No, I don't know. They, 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 I distribute. I know you. I know what you're getting yeah. at, right? The distribution, yeah. right? Yeah. I think Pep is oh. aware that De Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah. But I also think that there, there's a reason why he brought in <laughs> Claudio Bravo for his team. Yes. He's still there. Yes. Even though the criticism that he's got, mm-hmm. he needs a guy who isn't necessarily going to be making flying saves all the time. He needs a guy who's going to be able to play with his feet nine times out of ten, and that one time make a breakaway save from when his defense lapses. Um, Fair, but I don't know way. I, I can see your point, but without the center backs and the defensive, you know, the, that defensive line being solid, who would you rather have? You'd have the, you'd rather have the guy that's going to make the unbelievable save. Dep- well, it depends who, who my coach is. Right. If we're saying we're just going to put together a team and put together the best 11, yeah, I'd say De Gea. But yeah. I said if you're going, if someone who's going to go into that Manchester City side... I don't know if I, if he would take De Gea over Ederson. Uh, that's Pep, right? Pep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think any I, yeah, other coach yeah, yeah. in the world, right, takes De Gea, and that's not to say that Pep is a is a knucklehead, right, right, for right, not right. wanting. Him. I think it's because it's. Stopped. I, I meant more um, not not necessarily as in well, as in Pep Guardiola. Be careful yeah, because yeah. our last guest called Pep Guardiola the best manager in the world. Right? <laughs> Said that Zidane was second uh, to Pep Guardiola. I think it's so. fair to say that. I think that's fair right now. Uh no. No, 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 no. no. Listen, no, I'm not no. huge on Zidane given his talent, but what has Pep done since he's left Barcelona? That he, that any other manager he that he's revolutionized Bar- Bayern Munich's game. He's he revolutionized. revolutionized Bayern Munich's game by not by never by winning the league like they've always win and winning the the yeah, German so Cup he, like they so always he, win. So he didn't win the Champions League, but what did they bring Pep in for? <laughs> okay, that's fair. He wanted to win the Champions. League. What did Manchester City bring in Pep for? win the league. No, 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 no. They already did that. They've already been winning leagues. Already? What, they won it twice? Yeah, but they've been competitive every year since they spent the money. Yeah, but like seven teams in the Premier League are generally competitive. No, not championship level. Not not to win the league. Six or five. Yes. Competitive, obviously. It's the Premier League. It's the best league in the world. But... They bring the, these. I don't know about that, but these two teams, these these uh, Manchester City and Bayern Munich, they brought in Pep to win the Champions League, and he hasn't won a Champions League without Messi, and that's telling. Mourinho's won it with Porto. Sedan, you you can say whatever you want about Sedan, but he won having that having that, it's it's a lot of egos that he's got to carry on that Real Madrid squad, and it was a finished team when he got it from Benitez. That team looked done. 
and he we brought it. He brought it back up and won the Champions League. They, they looked awful. They I looked do, awful. That, they that looked time awful. Period, but I, I just think that was rough. more down to them not respecting Benitez. They still had. <laughs> I mean, a top level team. Yeah, I Listen, think if you asked Cristiano Ronaldo and he had to answer honestly, I think he would probably say well, very bad things. There's about Rafa. there's rumors about Rafa telling Ronaldo how to take a free kick, and <laughs> you know when you're telling Ronaldo how to take a free kick, you know statistically proud. Ronaldo's pretty bad at free. Kicks. He's awful. He's got awful now. Yeah. but it's Ronaldo. You know, you let him do his thing. He misses a free Probably kick. At the target. That's what I would do. I would say. <laughs> right. I would he wouldn't say last Ronaldo, very long in the job among, then. Among people who are the number one free kick takers in their team, you're the worst at finishing them. Yeah. Like in, in top leagues. Um, and he'd slap you and. That's a, that's why. Yeah, he'd eat me and then work out and burn all the calories. In <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd become, you'd become one of his abs. Yeah, I think exactly. Guardiola's obviously he's a great coach, but I think I think he's overrated some. Yeah, the playing out the back is nice. But who can do it like he can? Like there's, Pep can? There's no coach. There's no coach right now. There's no coach who can play the way Pep does. There, there are coaches who can play the way Zidane does, but there aren't coaches who have ba- Gareth Bale coming off the bench. <laughs> That's absurd. Yes. There aren't coaches that have Kareem Benzema who aren't a starter every time. Right. Right. There aren't. There aren't coaches that have to. You know, who, who else they have? They got. He's got a, a headache every time he picks his team. Yeah. The uh, the argument for Real Madrid's depth is it's it's fair, Basically but coach. I'm just saying that yeah, Pep's it's not like Pep hasn't won the Champions League. It's, it's not like it's this like white whale of his. He has won it at Barca. The critic the thing the thing is, every team when they go up against a Pep team, says like this is our game of the year. We have mm-hmm. to go out and we have to let them have eighty percent of the ball and then put away our two chances. Yeah, and they come up and they play that game and I think that's credit to Pep in a certain regard. It's that every team comes in like it's a, champ- a Champions League final. Because they have to or they're going to get blown out. I mean, the thing about Pep, that what, what, I just, what I was just talking about, you said he's won the Champions League, yes, but with Messi. We can say that about Sedan, but he's won it twice in a row. He's on another final now. Uh, can you really question that? I mean, I guess we'll see. Because his time in Madrid eventually will come, right? Everybody's time comes. It almost came this winter. And, hey, that, that's, that's big because he, he was struggling – Halfway through the year. I, I, no joke. Had they lost to PSG, I think that we would be talking about a yeah. brand new Real Madrid manager yeah. now. But the, him a chance. The, he went through PSG, Juventus, um, yep. who they beat? Bayern. Bayern. Yep. They had pr- pretty much by far the hardest run into this. Of point. course. I mean, of course they had. But uh, <laughs> uh, if we, uh, you know, the, the rumors are now Neymar is joining the squad supposedly for Real Madrid. They haven't spent money in two or three years. I mean, significant money like Barcelona has, like Atletico has. Um, Atletico. Yeah, a couple He's, seasons ago they spent a lot of cash well, to hold players mostly, like Griezmann now who's leaving soon. Nah. But um, I'm sure you look at the wage, City. the wage bill at yeah. Real Madrid and you oh, say, it's astronomical. That's more than they had to do to keep Griezmann. Yeah, it's astronomical. Well, they but, had to bring in Costa. I think is another thing in that. It's one of the only transfers I can think of that either didn't get made up in another category because they didn't sell any, you know, big-time strikers to get Costa back. I think it's I'm absolutely time. Torres. <laughs> oh, Torres. It's absolutely time for Real Madrid to spend the money. Um, you know, we got to this Champions League final. But it, that league, that 15, 18-point difference, that hurts. It's not easy to say, but it hurts a Real Madrid fan. It hurts the squad. It doesn't look great. What do you need to do? You need to bring in that hope. And who is that guy? It's only Neymar. And the cash needs to be spent. It's going to be an insane amount, and that's what I'm saying. Is money the only thing that that are that we're uh, exp- you know we have we hold players accountable for? 
So are we going to hold Neymar accountable for 200, 300 million? We are. Yeah. You have to. We that's, have to. That's the national. That's a ridiculous amount. But now that Neymar's going for three hundred, nobody probably. But now that Neymar's going for three hundred, that does that mean that Pogba's, Pogba's expectation goes down? Then Bella's expectations goes down? Since somebody was worth twice or three times that amount, yeah, that was inflated. Neymar was inflated. The the prices are getting inflated. But yeah. anyone over a hundred million pounds, euros, dollars, I don't care what kind of currency <laughs> it is, except for the yen, because that's not a lot. <laughs> but anyone over that amount. Yeah, you you better be. I hope the Iniesta up. transfer gets made in yen. If he goes to Japan, a hundred thousand yen. <laughs> <laughs> Please let that happen. If he does go to Japan, I need that figure. Um, I would argue that what Real's doing now has been effective. Guys like Asensio, like Lucas Vazquez, have pushed guys like Isco and Bale to be better because. I, and I credit to Zidane there for sure. He's given these youngsters a chance, and they have displaced guys like Bale and Isco <laughs> and James who had to leave. Yep. So it seems to be working. They're bringing in guys who uh, – the poaching guys in the Spanish league who aren't going to come in starters. Um, it's, I, I, would, I would argue they don't need to be going out and spending mo- that much money. That is until Modric and starts dropping off. They need to find a way to replace it. Yeah. Uh, Kovacic is he's a great player but I don't Coaches. think he's a mo- <laughs> wow wow okay uh, I don't think he's he's that Modric, Modric mold I think there's somebody needs to come in that spot uh, there's rumors of Cruz leaving possibly to United I'd love to see that personally but Bale um, leaving to United Bale Modric leaving to United yes everybody leaving to United I know but um, I think the squad does need refreshing I think there are spots there that uh, Benzema <sighs> He he's a he's a player that's he's great on the ball, but is against the goal and you're at the number nine. Got to put some of these chances away, and he hasn't been doing it. So I think it's time is I think it's time for him to to move on from the squad. I think it's time for Bale to go as well. I think the it's a little bit of the Robin case where great player, but too many injuries. And you know when you're in Madrid, you're expected to play every game. It's unrealistic. You're expected to play and score three goals, and now you're getting whistled. But um, that's the thing. You bring in Neymar. You possibly bring in Salah. You have Ronaldo. Now they're getting Salah. It, look, it's got you the, see, the you summer. What, you're, expect you expect a crazy mean? summer from. Do you, do you from see Ron what Jared. I mean with this? Money has gotten ridiculous. Expect a crazy summer. Uh, there, are, there's going to be sales. Obviously, Bale would go for a hundred something. Uh, Benzema, I don't think. Bale, he, I don't think Bale goes for as much as they brought him in for. Has his value increased at his time there? Well, it doesn't necessarily. He scores or assists every eighty-six minutes. Yeah, he's so, a quality player, but when you look at Real, maybe he has Real to go back to Tottenham. Looking to get rid. When he came in, yeah, Spurs were trying to hold. Spurs were like, "We're milking this for everything we can." Of oh, course, they always do. <laughs> yeah, no, but with with good reason. Yeah, I mean, if they, but that's what Liverpool did with Coutinho. Even though Coutinho wanted to leave, mm-hmm. they want to keep him. It's going to be more valuable to them. If Real's saying, we need to get rid of Bale, let's get rid of Bale. Right. Th- then They're having these conversations in a back alley? We need to get rid of Bale with the mafia? <laughs> what are we doing here? Hey, we need to get rid of this guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, what kind of mafia is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't there. But, I mean, it, it realistically is going to lower his price, I think. Ex- just because mm-hmm. teams will know... That Real's trying to get rid of him, there won't exactly be this, this supply and demand economics type stuff. According to this, Bale sold for seventy-seven million, eighty-five point three million, according to the British press, in pounds. 
I don't know what that is in dollars. Forgive me, but uh, yeah, he's gonna I, he's gonna have to really. No, oh. that's a good oh, guess though. Damn. Um, I mean, I think he'd probably go for more than that. I think so. Too. I, the, the way with, the market's inflated, the only yeah. thing is, the only way he doesn't is if he does say, you know what, guys, I want to go back to Tottenham. And just make it happen. It's not happening. Which I don't think it would happen, but I'm just saying if he forced his way to Tottenham, which he is would be able to do, yeah, I would right. think. I think um, what I heard Pochettino came out and said that it's time to to step up and, and basically get more signings in. They have like they had like the lowest uh, amount spend. Well, of course of, like, they did. Any but Premier with, League team this but year. like any Premier League team. I, I don't see it happening. Maybe um, second left. I mean, they, they have their new stadium. It's possible that maybe they try to you know give themselves a nice you know birthday present or something. But I just it's probably not going to. Bale is such a like it's a pipe dream to say the least. The only way it might happen is if they give Harry Kane, <laughs> and then they say, oh well, we'll just use the Harry Kane money to buy Bale. That's something that could happen, but you don't want that either. You rather keep it. You rather have Kane. Kane. Prefer Kane. Yeah. Tottenham. Tottenham. Also, you know, Harry's uh, he's a London boy. Yeah. I I I can see him wanting to stick with Tottenham. Then again, the allure of Real. I was just gonna say, empty trophy cabinets can only please you for so long. Atletico. Not for much longer. I mean, well, I I would I would argue that certain depends on the player. Tati and De Rossi have no problem staying at Roma with an empty tro- trophy cabinet. They never won anything in Roma? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Tati especially? Roma had to have won a league in well, that time. Well, Tati was, was like, Real was like willing to pay yeah, like yeah. bonkers money oh, okay. for Tati. I, I thought you and meant... And he stayed and they did not win after yeah. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's didn't fair Roma win the, the trophy for knocking out Barcelona? There, there wasn't a trophy for that? <laughs> there should be. <laughs> I think it's equivalent of knocking out Pep trophy. <laughs> Beach Pep. Well, it's that, it's, that's Pep the Spurs The Spurs with the, uh, with the DVDs of their Fourth. famous wins against Real Madrid this season. And a DVD for that? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so, but they, I, they, they should. probably they should. They should. It's a, it's a great accomplishment. So uh, before we get too far gone... So to say, are we still talking about Man United here? No, we've yeah, we've clearly up. gotten. Well, what's your prediction for this final? Yeah, we, I was he, say... we talked about it. We think Chelsea. Well, he thinks Chelsea's winning. I think United's winning two one. I'm we're not exactly unbiased. Eric, what do you think it is scoreline? Scoreline wise, I think I actually agree with his scoreline, but flip it for Chelsea. Listen, I hate to do this. Don't do it, Emmett. I hate to do Don't this. Don't do it. <laughs> Just remember who me, pays your bills. I... <laughs> but I think that it's I think it's going to be United 2-1 as well maybe 3-2 if Chelsea decide they want to put in some effort into attack well I guess we'll see if the players want to show up I guess that's part of it uh, the other thing I mean we will talk more Liverpool next week because it was mostly Real Madrid but I mean we don't, we could spend the rest of eternity talking about what Liverpool will do because they, they don't play any differently whoever the opponent is they're going to go in there and they're going to attack so we'll see if Real Madrid decides to match their 4-4 or their 4-3-3 if they decide to play a little more defensively and just you know try to hit them on the counter because they're vulnerable defensively I don't know you might be able to beat them 7-6 that's uh that'd be a fun one but (laughs) we'll get into that a little more next week there is a European final coming up today in Mm -hmm. just about an hour between Atletico Madrid and Marseille in the Europa League final, everyone's favorite consolation prize, the NIT of soccer. Atletico Madrid clearly come in as the favorites. Uh, I think it's safe to say that not winning now, especially with all they've kind of gone through, they already went through Arsenal, who I thought would be the only real challenge for them because Ar- because of Arsenal's stubborn ways. And then on top of it, Arsene Wenger's it ended up being his last campaign. They got through the groups, or not the group stage, but they got through like the round of 16 where some teams trip up because they just don't take it seriously. 
at, at this point, I think it's safe to say that they have the best player in the game. They have really the best eleven in general. With you know the, the goalkeeper Oblak is world class. Griezmann is world class. Saul is on his way to becoming world class. And Marseille's best players, you know, Dimitri Payet, I, they don't really measure up. So, you know, they they have the underdog mentality. Yeah, they have the underdog mentality, and they made it this far. It's not to say anything bad about them, but you know, Griezmann going back to France too. I think he said 25 minutes from where he grew up. Uh, I think he's got all the motivation in the world to finally win yeah. one too because I have been critical of Griezmann in his Champions League final performances because, you know, there's always the talk that Griezmann might be interested in leaving Atletico. Might be interested? He might be interested in leaving Atletico because at the end of the day he never won anything. And I say fair, but also no, fair he... would be to turn around and say, listen, Griezmann in those finals could have helped himself win a trophy. He was in two finals and both times it wasn't You think um, it wasn't great. You think they did, they did win the league. I think winning the Spanish league is well. Griezmann wasn't there for it. wasn't there for that. And I should I guess I should mention he wasn't there for the first final, the Champions League final. I guess I, I more refer to their them being eliminated by Real Madrid three consecutive years. I mean that, that at some point. Don't be too cocky. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awful, but you know. So I'm just saying. He has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, I'm with you on that. And, and not to mention also the, the the European Championship final that he lost to Ronaldo in Portugal. He also didn't really do much in that game. For all. Eder scored. Did I say that one right? <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Eder scored. Eder scored. Um, I think Atletico. Would it surprise you if Atletico loses? Would it surprise me? It would surprise me greatly. I. It I, is a final, so anything can happen. Anything, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to predict a 2-0 two, two Atletico victory. Uh, that said, I don't think I've seen enough Marseille to give a, a serious enough opinion on them. They've kind of just flown under the radar. Yeah. Uh, they've beaten some decent teams along the way. Yeah. It's not like they've you know been playing the third-best team out of the Israeli league every time. No offense <laughs> to the Israeli league. But... Um, Payet's still a good player. Yes, right. Like he's a fine player. Luis Gustavo's good. They, they have some good players. They have. A, they have. A, they have a goalkeeper whose last name is Pele. <laughs> I'm. I'm not making this up. Be Mandanda, but um, what I mean by that Mandanda would it? Mandanda went to the Premier League this year. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean by surprise is we've had a lot of surprises with Atletico this year. They were the, the closest to being a title challenger for Barcelona. They had an opportunity to get really close, and they just. You know, they, they uh, for lack of a better term, crapped the bed in that, in that game they played. <laughs> um, we don't have that kind of time. Their group stage, those losses to Karabakh, shocking. It was bad. It was a, it was a bad group hey, stage. It's not like Real Madrid was all high and mighty in that t- point of time either. They weren't, but the thing about they it, they still dragged themselves exactly. out of the group. And right. the disappointing part comes with everybody knew Diego Costa was coming. And so the thought was, if you can just get to the Champions League knockout stages with Diego, things might change. We'll never know because they didn't get they didn't get there. They didn't push themselves across the line. It, it clearly showed that there was a clear need for the team, Diego. But the way things worked out because of the transfer ban, he just wasn't able to join. And so I think that a lot of the players might have gotten themselves caught up a little bit in that narrative. And look, for all the talk about, you know, Simeone doesn't know how to adapt and all that, I, I think that with the players that he has, he's done phenomenal to build this team up yeah, over the last I, I agree. few years. And so when it came time for somebody else to score goals, because, you know, Griezmann can only do so much. And Griezmann had a bad start to the season himself. Griezmann was awful in the first half. So combine all those things with the fact that Kevin Gamero never showed up. He never really, he's never to, turned into the expect, player. 
to turn into a player. Kevin Gamero is never going to be a star striker. He didn't have to be. He, 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 they he, needed him he, to score goals when nobody else player. was. And it, he's a fine player, and I think that well, they, not, they needed he's more. He's not of Atletico Madrid quality. If you're trying to be a top two, three team in Spain, I mean, listen, you're not going to see Real Madrid or Barcelona going out and signing Kevin Gamero. Kevin Gamero is a fine player for Sevilla. Yeah. Okay? That's true. But, but Se- Sevilla passed on him. I was just going to say, but that's a powerhouse. Sevilla, yeah. yeah. Team that uh, takes the great Manchester United has to. I, don't, that's still, I can't even talk about that game still. But. Remember that time I predicted Wissam Ben Yedder would score against Man United. It's a, to this day, it's a, to this day, it's Emmett's best call. It's calling Ben Yedder scoring in a I'm, game that he didn't start. That's what I don't understand <laughs> about about Sevilla. They they go and knock out United, and then they get completely embarrassed in the Copa Rey final yeah, by Barcelona. Well, so. be, let's let's be fair to them. They got embarrassed pretty much in every single competition until before and after because Se- they they fired their coach. Sevilla was yeah. the poster child for the Europa League until they finally kind of got out of the group stage and were able to get into the knockout rounds, only to be eliminated and, there. And it wasn't too long ago when that was Atletico Madrid either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these things these things they they come in cycles sometimes now because Simeone has decided not to leave. And has decided to stick with the project, and his you know his best players have you know stuck around for the most part. Obviously, they've lost Costa, they've lost Aguero, they've lost talented, talented players over the years, and they continue to find ways to replace them. They generally bring them back, Fernando Torres. <laughs> well, I look Diego forward. Costa. I mean, uh, there was an article that talked about how Diego Costa had talked to Griezmann about about you know, hey, you know, it's fine if you leave, just know that sometimes it's not what you want, even though you think it's what you want. Because Diego Costa now looking back says that he wouldn't change it for the world, but he he's happier in Madrid. I mean, yeah, he considers it his home. He's Brazilian, but he <laughs> plays the Spanish national team. There's a reason for that. He considers it his uh, his home 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 nation, I guess, so to speak. Yep. So uh, I'm I'm taking Atletico Madrid. I'm actually going to take him. I'll give him three one. I think I think they get out to a, a fast start. I think Marseille does get a goal, but it'll be too little, too late. And I think that if it is the end for Griezmann, that at least nobody will be able to say he didn't get he didn't get a trophy in his time there. It's absolutely the end for Griezmann. He's absolutely going to Barcelona. There's just no way around it. Um, There's a way around it. When you it when like you stronghold the team to say, but. look, I'll stay, but come June first, that two hundred million dollar clause or two hundred uh, euro or whatever it is goes to one hundred. Yeah, not definitely not yet. <laughs> uh, when it goes to one hundred. That's all you need to know. If you if it's at two hundred for a month to bring it down back to one hundred, it's because you want to leave. You agreed to stay since they couldn't sign players. You're done for leaving. It was just about who are you going to? Who's going to pay the more money or most money? United, Barcelona, PSG. It looks like it's going to be Barcelona. I think it's it's Griezmann's uh, final game. So maybe we'll play yeah. Sunday or Saturday. Uh, whenever the last we'll game see. Is. I don't. I, I, I think it'll be an alternative team, but uh, I think it's his last game. And I do think Atletico will win, but it wouldn't surprise me. It would definitely not surprise me if somehow they find a way to choke it. I know what I'm pulling from. I want Griezmann to get this one. Thank I mean, you. Not, I mean, it's not like they need the Champions League berth from it, but, you know. Yeah, there's not as much. Well, exactly I, I will say this. Marseille choke. does have the, the motivation because they are currently sitting outside the Champions League places in Ligue 1. And, I, you know, I, I, I believe there's still a match day left there, but I don't think they're going to get there. So this is this is it for them, right? This, yeah. this final is kind of what their whole season really comes down to because they've had a decent league season. And they're not going to win. You're not going to win any of the cups as long as PSG are around. So this is it. And yeah. I, in that sense, they they are certainly the higher. Mo- they certainly have the higher motivation. Well, I 
I would say it's possible for Atletico to come in a little flat, but under Simeone, I don't know if that's possible. Well, the other thing, Simeone will be banned from the touchline because and yep. he's going to have to be like in a booth up there because of what he said to the official. Uh, I have no problem with what he said to the official, despite oh. being a former official myself. Um, hey, he had it coming. He'll really, be, he'll be <laughs> shouting down from the stands. Yeah, he will. will be he, he'll be he'll be freaking out the same way I am in my own like uh, desk area, just like yelling and screaming, even though I can't actually yell and scream. That's what we call it desk area. Desk area. <laughs> desk area. Okay, uh, we're gonna wrap this this uh, segment up with a nice little uh, goodbye. We're gonna wish goodbye to Swansea City, Stoke City, oh, and West Brom. My heart. <laughs> Poor Derek Grammer. I tell you what, uh, we need to get him back. We need to have an obituary. Have an obit for Stoke City? Or for I think so. <laughs> uh, maybe both, depending on how he goes. But we'll ask him what it's going to be like to be a championship fan here in the U.S. I think he's... Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I do have to give him a shout-out. He told me that uh, Sporting Kansas City would get a road win against Atlanta. and uh, Just wait till they bring into Miami. <laughs> and I told him it was nonsense. This was last Wednesday, so we were in class. I wasn't watching, but my phone updated with... Joseph Martinez scoring, and I got a little giddy, and I sent him a message. I was like, yeah, fat chance of that now. <laughs> and then VAR overruled it, and Brad Guzan destroyed Kyrie Shelton, and the rest is history. The rest is history. If you want to hear more about our MLS talk, make sure you tune into the other podcast. It'll be a thrilling week, as always, because there were a lot of games this week, too. I love MLS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's it. It's all the time we have here on the American Soccer Show. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Don't forget. Fe- Forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher for all your American soccer talk. Until I'm ne- till next week, I'm Emmett McConnell with Eric Alcantara and our guests signing off. You want no? You want to give a sign off? No. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Yeah, glad to have you. <laughs>